3: This is your main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who knows that wrestling is all about putting an ass every 18 inches. But I'm about putting, I'm skipping that. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the Tom Code of my AJ. He's Greg. What up, Greg?
4: i'm not dropping a beat
3: you need to all right i'm the dumb country hick and and you're the reluctant henchman
4: no because our reluctant henchman got caught in a bathroom stall doing math or something
3: i'm good yeah that's true i yeah i think he you know pulled the nose up whatever i he he did good for him but no Uh, i i know uh it you know it It's funny hearing some stories about like AJ Styles, though, because like Jeremy Borash always talked about, they would go out to clubs and and bars and whatever after the show. And he'd be sitting at the bar drinking like whatever non-alcoholic drink he was drinking that night. And he said, all these other dudes are around there like trying to pick up girls. And women are literally walking up to him, the one married guy in the bar, and constantly (laughs) giving him their phone number. (laughs) And he he was like, dude, he would have like a stack of phone numbers at the end of the night. And he'd just chuck them and walk out of the bar.
4: This is um pre soccer mom haircut
3: Oh yeah, yeah, this is when he uh, this is when he uh, you know uh, t- took care and spiked his hair, you know <laughs> but <laughs> either way, ladies and gentlemen, we're going back to TNA. and today it's back at 2007, and
4: I'm because not... why wouldn't we be?
3: Yeah, well, we're, we got to finish out the year, man. We're, we're trucking along, doing the year 2007. It's yeah, the same thing I like doing, it's finishing, so let's go. Yeah, exactly.
4: Oh, I'm well, talking and, about and, finishing recording, that's what I mean.
3: Well, if once we're going to be finishing on time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it, anyway. Uh, <sighs> but today we're going to be talking about Genesis, and this one was different, uh, just because, uh, I don't know, some stuff happened, man. So one thing one thing I feel like it was I don't know, it was it was cool, but I feel like TNA made it seem like it was bigger than what it was. No. I know. They have
4: never done that before.
3: I know. I I I'm I shocked think you're too. lying. <laughs> well, this is kind of setting up because you know, obviously we're closing in on the end of two thousand seven, so they're kind of setting up for stuff going into next year and they're Three things that are one's been going on for like the past month, and it's continuing on it's starting to heat up here at Genesis. Another one I honestly didn't see coming until uh like at the time, I didn't see it coming until here. And then there was a big debut or excuse me, a big debut on the debut. show. Yeah. And uh we're gonna get into all that on the other end of uh well. On the other end of this break, it's going to be the news and notes, and then we're going to get into all, you know, Genesis of 2007. Yeah, buy but some be- stuff. Yeah, but before we do all that, time out here real quick to let you know that the Main Event Marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great-tasting vitamins, and big-brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main MAINEVENTMARKS all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's Main Event Marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. And now we're going to take our first break. On the other end, we're going to get into all the news and notes. Just, uh, I don't know, we're closing in a couple of weeks before we cut into the bird, man. So uh, gobble, gobble, here's your first break.
1: Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
3: Get ready to rumble! dot redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks.
4: Looking for a particular truck part? Then look no further. The Rush Truck Center's All Makes Parts catalog features more than 16,000 of the most popular All Makes Parts from top suppliers in the industry and with quality brands you know and trust. And at 164 full-color pages, this is their biggest catalog yet. Our friends at Rush Truck Centers have great deals for you all year long. Check out their monthly parts and service specials in-store and online. And when you're ready to order, shop online with parts Connect at RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck
5: Centers. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh! Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey, it's about nostalgia, it's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW, we even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day, huh? Yeah? Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard.
3: Are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee/maineventmarks. <laughs> and we're back. The- Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shock Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code mainevent all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code mainevent and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups and for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code Event, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code Event to save 5% at checkout. It is uh, news and notes time. Oh, yeah. I'm going to – I got one to crack here in a little bit, but – uh before, the tide got
4: rolled, man, as of this recording. Yeah. Go volunteers.
3: That's that's nuts. And I just, like, I went back and was listening to a uh, another podcast we did not too long ago, and I was crapping on the volunteers. But, man, they're doing good this season. How about that? What are you drinking today?
4: Sparkling ice caffeine.
3: How about that?
4: Zero sugar, so.
3: Well, this first story I got here... Uh, unfortunately we've got another death we got to talk about this uh yeah this uh, and uh this is like hot off the heels of the uh
4: them instituting the wellness policy
3: so yeah right well this one it's one of them where it's like it's sad but i don't know if it's shocking you know what i mean because i mean well I'll, i'll say why here in a second the fabulous moolah died on november 2nd at the age of 84 in columbia south carolina the state newspaper from south carolina is reporting that according to the fabulous mula's daughter mary austin she probably died from a heart attack or blood clot mula underwent uh, shoulder replacement surgery just days before she passed away an official cause of death has not been made public she was the first female to be inducted into the wwe hall of fame
4: well that's kind of sad yeah i mean
3: that's what I said. I know what people said
4: about her, but like, doesn't mean anyone needs to die. Okay.
3: So. Well, and the thing is, I mean, some of it was, you know, like her attitude, whatever, you know, you can back that up. But some of the other, like, more nefarious claims from the dark side of the ring, I feel like they gave both sides of the story, you know, because there were some people that were like, never seen it, never heard about it. You know, I, like, I, I don't know what they're talking about. And then if people don't know, I'll be the
4: first to admit that it doesn't mean it didn't happen oh yeah but of course mean it was public
3: <laughs> yeah of course i mean there were a lot of people that didn't know anything about uh grizzly smith never heard about it never knew it you know that never saw it
4: and... yeah it's a whole different kind of sick though
3: oh well of course but this one you know supposedly uh she was pimping out some of her girls uh that she trained so yeah but then other ones dispute that and say she was not that kind of person. she never did that kind of crap, etc, etc. But the reason I was saying it's sad, but not surprising, is because she's 84 years old, and she spent a majority of her life taking bumps. And
4: she spent a lot of her, her elder years doing it.:
3: Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, so that's sad. 2000s. I can't believe she died that far back, man. I, I seem like. Not that yeah, long Yeah, remember
4: ago. when we were at WrestleMania 34, they changed the uh, Battle Royal because of that controversy. Remember that?
3: Yeah. Okay, they
4: just, just the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah such a, just a generic name. Well, and then they had... You know, uh... those
4: other female wrestlers that could have represented, but what do I know? Right. Actually, they, wait, they turned it into the May Young... No, that was the Mae Young Classic.
3: Yeah. Did they change
4: something? Mm,
3: I don't <laughs> think... I think they just called it the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. And then... I, wasn't it the, was the May Young Classic? Was that originally named after Mula, or was that always the May Young?
4: No, that was for May, so they both had one.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, May Young. There weren't any, uh, you know, any any talks of her doing anything like that. Although, oh,
4: I think she's universally loved.
3: <laughs> right, uh, there were stories of, uh, and then I mean, this is just kind of, <laughs> you know, watch where you're going, but. I guess, you know, she was a tough old broad and back in the day, you know, she used to uh uh well she would knock guys out and uh, you know, take their wallets. <laughs> it's like uh well, don't turn your back on her. <laughs> I've heard worse. So here you go. Uh the tickets sold so far for WrestleMania total up to eight or excuse me, four point four million dollars in revenue for WWE as the show has already broke records in the 71 year history of the florida citrus bowl outpacing the legendary rolling stones concert held at the same venue within 90 minutes 44,000 tickets were distrib- uh, distributed online and in-person to fans around the world fans from at least 21 countries 47 states and five canadian provinces will be attending the show according to the press release from wwe Thousands and thousands of tickets still remain on sale as the Citrus Bowl will be configured to seat around seventy thousand fans.
4: It really is bigger than the Rolling Stones, like Jesse Ventura said.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's nuts. Like they out—they outsold the Stones, man. Uh, I mean, we
4: didn't even know what the matches were going into that yet. This is what November.
3: Yeah, right. Hmm. It's being sold on the name alone.
4: It would end up being uh, Rick Flair and Shawn Michaels in the retirement match. Right. Undertaker and Edge, so it was worth it.
3: Now Just in the archives, their money's the worth. Yep. Yeah, we covered that earlier this a, year. So go I check did, that I out. I think
4: it's get to go to that one, but I did go to WrestleMania 33 in that arena or stadium.
3: Yeah. Uh, was it was it updated by the time you got there? It, it looked old, but it didn't look like a piece of crap, like Chris Jericho said. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, but
4: he's seen people. a million. He's, he's seen a million stadiums. To be fair, so he probably then Paris has crap but i didn't see anything right. really
3: wrong with it yeah because i what i had heard was that it looked like a dump which is why wwe never wanted to go there but then they decided to go there and spend a bunch of money to like spruce it up so they said it looked like a completely different arena by the time they were done with it so that's pretty cool
4: hot as hell man let me tell you oh, oh i can man. imagine
3: but the first uh sticking with uh Shows coming up for the WWE. The first Survivor Series elimination match has been announced on WWE.com as the team of Triple H, Rey Mysterio, Kane, Matt, and Jeff Hardy taking on Umaga, Big Daddy V, Fit Finley, MVP, and Mr. Kennedy. One Kennedy. of
4: those teams is an all Hall of Fame crew.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. And, and the uh, other
4: one's Triple H's team.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> you beat me to it, damn it. Oh, well, yeah. You got uh, you got uh, Roman Reigns's cousin, uncle? I don't know, uncle. I think I it's guess. his cousin. Cousin, okay. His oos, and uh, you got Titty's McGee. You got Fit Finlay. You got uh, yeah, you you got the guy who's known for accompanying Lashley to the ring. Well, I mean, not anymore. But and then. Oh yeah! <laughs> did then, he not? Uh, <laughs> he he did. And then there's uh, you know the 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 guy who destroyed aces and eights. You know, right there, man. Hall of Famers, <laughs> wow. especially Titties McGee. Uh, but for the past few years, WWE has moved back to doing the majority of matches four on four and five on five elimination matches after moving away from the concept in the previous years.
4: I love that concept because that is a Survivor series.
3: Yeah, right. It's like, what's the point of it?
4: And as of this uh, recording, they got War Games, which is close enough, so I give it a pass. Okay. I love it.
3: <laughs> so, are they going to do other elimination matches throughout the night, or is it just?
4: I assume, but I, I hope so. I don't know.
3: I hope so, just because I think that would be so cool. You just get the you know the the team matches going up, and then the big thing at the end—it's War Games. It'd be awesome. I
4: think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be like when we went. They're gonna start and end with War Games.
3: Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, the gimmicky stuff here, the 15th Hell in a Cell match will be taking place at the Survivor Series with the world's heavyweight title on the line as Batista defends his title against The Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker,
4: That's such a forgotten classic.
3: uh, It's definitely forgotten because I don't remember it. Do you have Uh, that on the list? mm, We do not, uh, but we could always throw that on there. The list, bro. But The Undertaker has been in seven of the previous Hell in a Cell matches, including the first one where he lost to Shawn Michaels, thanks to interference by that's that's got to be Kane.
4: You mean like the greatest story ever? Uh, but yeah, I think we already Just we discussed this in a pre- prior combo off. off air.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, this, I think that story is one of the like the best like ever. The matches didn't necessarily live up to the hype, but the, the story was cool. It kept you interested. Like, eh, the matches can be mediocre. I I just like the story. Uh, I don't remember this happening around this time either, but it's been reported that WWE has released SmackDown superstar Chris Masters. This comes on the heel of his violations of the WWE wellness policy, but that was not stated as the reason. Well, we all know. I mean, look at him. Was (laughs) this when he was gone forever, bro?
4: Yeah. Now he's uh, on the Indies and... He's at every indie show here. He's at BCW and APW all the time. So,
3: Chris Adonis. Yeah, he, he had some success. I know he went to NWA for a while and did some stuff there. I mean, he, i don't think he ever popped up in a major organization ever again. Which,
4: not to my knowledge, he might have done like a one-shot thing with a one-night-only TNA, maybe because like everyone does.
3: Yeah, but- <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm. I was kind of surprised. He he didn't suck. He wasn't great, but he didn't suck, I don't think. And he had a good look, bro. I mean, it, it, he could make his, his chest pop. That's that's some talent, man.
4: He made a dance to Crazy Train, man. That was epic.
3: Exactly. I will admit I popped for that one. Uh, Well, somebody else who uh, could make their chest pop. Brooke Adams from Extreme Expose was given the boot and shown the way out of WWE.
4: Oh, oh man, WWE. they lost a the big one there, giggity.
3: I lost a couple big ones. Uh, The 23 year old was one of the 2006 diva search contestants. However, she wasn't chosen as part of the final eight. Despite not being chosen, she signed a developmental deal and was sent to Ohio Valley wrestling and afterwards to deep South wrestling. She made her ECW debut in January of this year and joined Kelly Kelly and Layla L where they formed extreme expose hosting a dance segment on the show every week. Brooke was also one of the divas who appeared in on uh, Timberland's music video Throw It On Me. Cool. Yeah, she uh isn't Timberland a, a clothing brand? That's uh Timberland. This is Timbaland. So it's it's different, Greg. Gosh.
4: Excuse the F out of me.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: I I had some Timberland shoes at one point.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Timberland is the clothing brand. Timbaland is the rapper/slash producer, and Timberlake is the early man from NSYNC. Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about this the other day because you remember she eventually went to W or she went to TNA and became Miss Tessmacher. Yes. For reasons, and I'm like. What is with TNA and that gimmick? Because there was Miss Brooks, uh, and she's going to get replaced with Miss, whatever the hell her name was. And then there's Miss Tessmacher. And they they keep throwing Miss in front of various people's names, like, and having
4: them do... maybe WWE doesn't trademark Miss anything, so they can get away with it. I don't know.
3: It's just like, why do you keep bringing in, like, hot chicks and making them do, like, secretary gimmicks? It's weird bro <laughs> bro we're gonna put him in glasses bro it's like a sexy librarian <laughs> she, she did not look 52
4: and if she was 52 god bless her plastic surgeon good grief
3: yeah right <laughs> uh, did she look 16 <laughs> anyway <laughs> Uh, Name that quote. But anyway, moving on.
4: I can, but let let someone else do it.
3: Yeah, right. WWE has This one broke my heart, man. WWE has released OVW talent, and I use the word talent loosely. Brian Wilson, who wrestled in TNA as Triton.
4: Brian Wilson, wasn't that a beach boy?
3: Uh, Brian Wilson. Close enough. What's this guy's... What's his name? (laughs) Brian. Oh, Ryan, no B. Yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, bare naked ladies did a song about brian wilson uh but oh, right
4: that was the early tna thing and he did brock's f5 and called his t3 was that him
3: <laughs> i forgot about that part but god yes. help me why i remember that uh they played up his promos forever he wore sunglasses and like a trench coat and he, look, he had, looked like a white version
4: of masa my hero Channel. the early days of the nwo there you go like
3: i could see that um i was also thinking like brackus but smaller uh because he sucked but
4: i remember when when they're on fs1 dude they built him up like he was like the next big thing no pun intended
3: like man the reason i was the him. yeah and and his theme song was the beginning of uh the uh british invasion theme Yep. (laughs) <laughs> or it was like the, like, whatever, you'd have to look it up. But it, uh, yeah, they played the hell out of him, man. And then he showed up and it's like, and that damn bell had to ring. Uh, oh, brutal. yeah. <laughs> it's like, did you guys not, like, uh, like vet him at all? You're just like, ah oh, he looks good. And? Can he wrestle? Ah, oh, who gives a crap, bro? He looks good. I got a gimmick for him.
4: Is that the other Vince's thing, to be fair?
3: God dang it, pal. Just look at him. He's fast, bro. Huh? Bro, look at him, bro. He's got a stockade main event any tan and that haircut, bro. And he's not Japanese, bro. So people care about him, bro. Yeah, I could totally see him headlining Bound for Glory, bro. <sighs> Lord. Uh, this one ah, man Uh, i mean this stuff is wrestling related but it's like not anything that happened on a wrestling show john cena is requesting that cnn apologize for the way that it portrayed his answers regarding steroids during the documentary done by the company's special investigation unit titled death grip inside pro wrestling during the replay cena's answers had to be altered after complaints from wwe WWE posted the unedited interview on WWE.com, which clearly shows that CNN edited Cena's answers out of context which made it sound like uh, he took if he took steroids no one would ever catch him or prove it. <laughs> oh okay. I remember this. I I don't remember that one, but you I mean don't know how the hell they me. got away with that? You mean to tell me that a documentary was a quote unquote documentary was done, and they they edited some answers to make somebody look like a piece of crap. That that never happens ever.
1: No,
4: no, you know, the media is usually pretty fair, all of them.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. there's no bias ever. All right, especially against pro wrestling. And you know th- this happened on CNN. the big
4: cable networks, by the way. So there's that. Yeah, I know. And I just they're all crappy. Play,
3: just to play it fair, there was this, and then I saw the other day, uh, somebody had asked uh, Kevin Nash to comment on, he did an interview on Fox News right after the Benoit thing, and they're, like, laughing at him. And and uh, saying he, you know, he's not super credible with his answers, whatever, and he's getting pissed. He's like, have you ever freaking done steroids? He's like, then uh, I think I'm a little bit more credible than you guys are.
4: I hate the media, all of them
3: i know why would you have somebody on your like it's like i just i hate that it's like uh oh it's pro wrestling (laughs) oh let's let's have them on to laugh at them like yeah okay you're so you're so important
4: did you ever see you've seen rush hour right with chris tucker and jackie chan
3: yeah it's been a while
4: do you remember that part when they were talking about getting him to go babysit lee and the guy says hey we're gonna humiliate somebody might as well be lapd is that Cable feels more wrestling. We're gonna humiliate somebody. He must be pro wrestling.
3: <laughs> you know, yep. is that what they're doing? I guess uh, like, they do that crap all the time. Like, I, I don't understand why pro wrestling has just been deemed like the worst thing on the planet. It's like it's just another form of like acting and athleticism. It's like yeah, it's a unique thing. But it's like why is that the the whipping child for everybody?
4: Keep in mind, uh, networks though. Fox News and CNN probably show horrible stuff within their dram- dramatic shows weekly. That's fine, though. Yeah, yeah.
3: right. Uh, know, they are
4: shows that involve, like, killing and rape. And all. Yeah, it's just scripted TV. So, you know, I'm not knocking it, but like, that's okay to show. Pro wrestling. Oh, hell no.
3: It's evil. Well, that's, that, that's scripted entertainment. It's like, uh, yeah, so is wrestling. The
4: hell did I just say about your shows?
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ah, anyway, uh, another I I did not watch this, but I heard about it. I watched the the one the year before. So for those who didn't tune in or didn't watch the entire investigation, Elijah Burke had a classic freak out on Ghost Hunters.
4: (laughs) I remember this just this part, though.
3: He yeah. had kept his cool throughout the majority <laughs> of the show until he witnessed a head and shoulders of a ghost. While trying to explain what he saw to the others within the ghost hunters crew, he heard a noise that sent him darting down a hall.
4: <laughs> like, OK, hey, I believe all those shows are complete B.S. Uh, and and second that um, like you wanted to go on there, fool.
3: Yeah, uh, <sighs> I I'm less I I'm I'm less uh uh like hardcore about about that than you know like I don't know what I believe to be honest with you I don't know what's what like well, especially with,
4: but I believe but, when you like that on TV it's over dramatized so I will believe that forever most but, of these
3: yeah most of these <laughs> yeah my 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 thing with the only reason why I gave Ghost Hunters any any time of day is because there were like, the majority of their episodes, they'd come back and be like, we didn't find anything. I'm like, okay, if, if they really were playing it up, it's like, why would they not find more stuff? Or maybe yeah, they're lulling true. us into a false sense of security. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to believe. Yeah. Uh, you
4: ever saw that story about Geraldo and uh, that mafia guy's is uh, false?
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, crap, yeah. what is it? Uh, uh, yeah, I know.
4: Capone, right? Al Capone?
3: No, Capone? Uh, Jimmy Hoffa. He was looking for Jim the body of Jimmy Hoffa.
4: Yeah, that too, but there was a one where he was looking in Al Capone's uh uh thing for like money or something. Oh. They, they found his and it turned out to be a big nothing. They opened it and nothing was inside. Like, oh. What does
3: that always happen to Geraldo?
4: <laughs> because he's stupid.
3: <laughs> he did a whole special... like my dad used to laugh about him because he's like he had this whole special searching for the body of Jimmy Hoffa, and every uh, time they dug yeah, something up, there was nothing there. <laughs>
4: That guy will forever be known as the one guy that can bring both political sides together in hating him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's just a doofus. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the Ghost Hunters thing, this was, they tried it a year before with CM Punk, and I watched, it was like a live investigation throughout the night, and they were in the Stanley Hotel, yeah. which is, for anybody who doesn't know, that's what uh, uh, Stephen King based The Shining off of. And it it was actually entertaining. I enjoyed it. CM Punk was great. Uh, and then they got Elijah Burke the next year and they went to uh, the I believe they went to the prison here in Ohio that they based Shawshank Redemption off of uh, and they filmed it there. And yeah, I heard some bad things about that. I'm like, why did he get Elijah Burke? It just sounds so weird.
4: If I remember correctly, I think he went on a tangent afterward saying um, something about, well, you know, this is how black folks react to stuff like this. I mean, there was another black wrestler that lashed out at him. You speak for everybody. I know, lo- I know, like you. I forget who it was though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's the stereotype. Um, like, I mean, oh, I think everybody's heard that stereotype. That's why. Yeah,
4: same like thing with Canadians too. Canadians don't like the dark. You know, that's a thing too. Um,
3: <laughs> wow, I didn't know that one. I always well, that's because every every time I watch a horror film, whatever, like with my wife, I'm, I'm like, why the hell are they going? in that dark ass room not turning on any lights or whatever and my my wife is always like because he's white
4: (laughs) (laughs) we can't be stupid let's be real (laughs) um
3: oh yeah that was always an eddie murphy joke he's like he's like you know the amityville horror would have been a whole lot different with a black family he's like you know (laughs) you get there with a white family it's like oh i love this neighborhood this house is great tons of rooms get out oh wow that's weird let's investigate (laughs) Like a black family's there. Oh, you know, the school system is great. Lovely area. I love this state. Get out. Too bad we can't stay. Yeah, bye. Yeah. Get the hell out.
4: Once is enough for me.
3: Yeah, right. Uh, speaking of I just, movies, I'm
4: trying to remember, though, who said it? Somebody, there's another uh, black wrestler, like snapped out at him. You don't speak for everybody. I'm telling people we're all scary little bit like you. <laughs> well,
3: what made it worse, he <laughs> ran down a dark-ass hallway yeah. in an abandoned prison by himself
4: yeah right
3: if you're scared uh, why would you do that all the crew is right there in that room God
4: the only shed of lights by the way is right there
3: <laughs> right <laughs> no you're gonna run down the like, where, you're gonna run down the cell block that's abandoned by yourself okay even if you're not even if there's not like ghosts or anybody down there whatever it's an old abandoned rusted out prison you could get seriously hurt <sighs> but mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of movies, this one is not Perfect. a horror was, film that, though. That
4: was the crossover, right? Because ECW was on sci-fi. That was that was the whole thing,
3: right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- okay. Th- yeah. So they they tried to do cross promotion between the two. But after five weeks it's in been theaters, a zombie, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, after five weeks in theaters, the game plan starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson continues to perform, getting an additional three million eight hundred fifty-three thousand dollars during the weekend. Sending the total to eighty one thousand, or excuse me, eighty one million nine hundred fifty seven thousand dollars in domestic box office revenues, it was in the sixth place in the box office chart. I liked that movie. Yeah, it was good. Uh, ever knows
4: know. every big muscly man in Hollywood has to do a movie like that. Yeah, right. Uh, I will Remember say Vin this:
3: Vin Diesel did the pacifier. <laughs> I didn't hate that one either. Uh, it was I love amazing. Brad
4: Garrett, yeah. so that, that helped.
3: Yeah, right. Uh, you got uh, Kindergarten Cop for uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So.
4: And that's an all time classic, too. So, who I made mean, exactly. that? You can screw up.
3: I liked the game plan, but when he tried to do another, like, you know, like little kid family, Disney went with it. I don't know if it was Disney, but uh, The Tooth Fairy, that movie sucked.
4: Never, ever seen that movie. Never had any want to.
3: <laughs> I only watch it because I'm like, ah, it's a rock and it's a family movie. I'll give it a try. My God, it blew. But that was during the time when it's like, well, not all of his movies are great.
4: They're <laughs> all oh, first-round picks.
3: Yeah, exactly. the The game plan, though, if nobody's ever seen it, it was it was really good. Uh, the Rock played a football player. I know it's a big stretch for him. <laughs> but
1: oh, he was
4: a quarterback, though. That was a huge stretch.
3: Oh yeah, okay, that one. I will say the girl who played his like daughter in the film, though, she is uh, an adult now and all the way live. So just
4: Uh, that's a little little too young. I'm good. No, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: A former pro wrestler. Oh, God. April
4: O'Neil from the second Ninja Turtles was in that movie, too.
3: Uh, I'd have to look that up. I forget what she looks like. But uh, (laughs) God, this story, man, a former pro wrestler is in the fight for his life. Harrison Norris, known as Hardbody Harrison in WCW, faced jurors for his trial in federal court on sex trafficking charges. Okay, when you said fight for his life, you're mm-hmm.
4: kind of like downplaying Like, are we, is he dying?
3: That, uh, yeah. Well, the way uh, the story is. Okay, story so, was okay. Weird,
4: yeah. Okay. Now it's a little bit better. Well, not better, but now I get it. It's like, yeah. damn, you sure are downplaying a poor dude fighting for his life? <laughs> okay, well, now
3: I get it. <laughs> well, in 2008, he was sentenced to life in prison for his part in a sex trafficking and forced labor ring. Oh,
4: i gosh. vaguely remember this it was on local tv
3: that's freaking nuts and this by the way like he just uh he was part of a lot of crap in 2000 he was a part yeah, i've of seen
4: the- his matches i know
3: <laughs> yeah that too uh but in 2000 he was a a party in a multi-plaintiff lawsuit filed by Sonny ono hard walking or er, excuse me hard work bob bobby walker and several other former WCW talents against former parent company AOL Time Warner, alleging racial discrimination. Apparently, he got a sizable payout from this too, and he wasted it. That's, he, On
4: it, hookers or what? You said sex trafficking, right?
3: Yeah. Was well, it, he well he wasted. I'm he wasted uh, his life by uh, doing some uh, pretty heinous crap. Apparently, so screw him.
4: Not that it makes. I mean, it does make a little bit of a difference. But was it? It was grown women, right?
3: uh I guess so. I don't know. It doesn't really specify.
4: Because when I hear sex trafficking, unfortunately, the first thing I think about is people are doing the crap with teenagers. and It's disgusting, but
3: yeah. Apparently, he just yeah it was a lot of sex slavery, and uh, he was. They said he was part of a a ring. So it's like, damn. But anyway,
4: how do you get caught up in that? Like, how does that happen? Hey, want to make uh, some money?
3: Yeah, I'm right.
4: Do this. Like, how does that conversation start? I don't even know if I want to
3: know. Actually, never mind. But you think of the weird stuff of like some obscure names in WCW history that got in trouble. Uh, unfortunately, both of them are black guys that I can think of. But there's Hard uh, uh, Hardbody Harrison and um, oh, who was the Rain- Ranger Ross? Uh, he apparently did some effed up stuff, and then he burnt down the uh, uh, the DA's office or whatever the hell, trying to cover up evidence. Holy
4: and, crap! That sounds like a mafia movie.
3: Yeah, it was. He did some. St- Stuff, man. I know we had talked about it on a former podcast, like it, it was a long time ago, though. So it just, yeah, it was nuts. He was he used he was a legit Army Ranger, and apparently he used some of his training to try to like cover up evidence and 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 do some stuff. But anyway, uh, the Steiner brothers will challenge Tomko and Giant Bernard for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Titles oh, at the, man. At the There's January. A duo. <laughs> <laughs> at the January 4th New Japan Pro Wrestling event at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Uh, Tom For those Cohen, who don't know, John Bernard is now
4: one of the greatest trainers in the history of Pro Wrestling.
3: Yeah. he uh he's Albert, Albert A-Train, uh, Tensai, whatever the hell you want Lord to call
4: Lord Tensai. Sweet Tea. Oh. <laughs> Of all the names, that's
3: the one you probably wants to forget. (laughs) What about Prince Albert? Come on, man.
4: (sighs) You know, I was until I was like 20 years old when I realized how disgusting that was.
3: (laughs) I I didn't know what the hell it was as a kid. I was like, what the hell?
4: Uh, You when you when you hear the word prince, you automatically just think like the king's son or something, you know?
3: Yeah, right. Uh, uh,
4: (sighs) I'm kind of glad I was like kind of like uh, blind to some of this stuff that Russo did when I was a kid because it makes it a lot better now
3: well i didn't understand <laughs> when they brought in brought in Vic grimes and had him like uh wearing all white when grow out like a white ponytail and they called him key apparently that was a cocaine reference i freaking didn't know that i
4: did not even know he was called key i'm today's years old when i heard
3: this yeah he did stuff with uh well with prince albert and uh and draws He's part of that crew i vaguely remember it but yeah, so we're gonna Rolls get the holes.
4: Another one, by the way. I thought it was like underwear. Yeah,
3: right. So
4: <laughs> You're we're gonna get Will the... Smith for that one. But
3: <laughs> we're gonna get the uh, the old ass Steiner brothers challenging Tomko and Albert for the tag tiles at the Tokyo Dome. Shut up and take my money.
4: <laughs> Come on. And yeah. here's something I'm gonna say, and I'm, I'm not even joking. Uh, 2007. Tomko is probably the the, the most the, the guy's gonna carry this.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Not even joking. Giant Bernard was actually like uh, a a somewhat big name over in Japan. I mean, he wasn't like huge, but people liked him. So, multi-time tag Uh, champ, if I remember correctly. So, I
4: I, yeah, I think in his prime. Yeah, we'll get to it. But I think in his prime, Tomko is one of the more underrated guys. He was so good.
3: Yeah, yeah, he was. I I thought Tomko. I think him
4: and Styles are one of the more underrated TNA teams of all time.
3: I'll stand by that. Well, I thought I thought they were gonna make Tom go into like their Batista. I mean, he had the look, and bro, and they were kind of pushing him like he was gonna break out from the pack and Cornette be a top said guy.
4: So saw nothing in him and decided to axe it.
3: Stupid. And uh, and I mean, he was in WWE, but he didn't really do anything there. So it's not like What's they were taking. About, this...
4: Dude, he was the problem solver.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's not like they were taking this big established name from WWE and like. It's like, oh, well, he, he was great there, so, you no, know, honestly, This is
4: one of the ones they could have taken and pushed, and no one would have been like, oh, they're using WWE names or guys, because, like, well, they didn't do anything with them. And right. That's kind of yeah. how I feel about, like, Swerve right now in, in, in AEW. It's like, well, they becomes something and didn't do anything in WWE, so it's not that effect.
3: Right. But then they didn't do nothing with them. Well, speaking of Tomko, apparently he's pushing the idea of TNA taping Impact at the Tokyo Dome on January 4th, Meanwhile, TNA has canceled the scheduled live events for November 15th and 17th in Tel Aviv, Israel. No reason was given, but Mike Johnson reports that ticket sales were very slow. Uh, First of all, the Tokyo Dome. I never,
4: ever heard anything about any wrestling company going to Israel. That's new to me.
3: Uh, I know WCCW did, oddly enough. Yes, the uh, the Von Eriks. They were big in Israel. Uh, But the, the first thing with the Tokyo Dome. So... Was Impact going to be like a pre-show to, to the actual Tokyo right? Yeah. Show? I didn't think I about mean, that. Yeah. Like, you got a built-in audience. It and, and it would look cool. So, uh, I mean, hell yeah! Uh, if Uke's was was going to allow it, freaking piggyback the hell off of it, man. And yes, Uke's owned New Japan at the time, if I remember correctly. Uh the Israel thing though, it's like. Did they That's think random they random a- as hell? I know. Did they think they had an audience? We're big with the Jews. I was just going to say <laughs> they didn't have anything really to my knowledge.
4: I mean, I don't you know have a rolodex of Jewish wrestlers, but do they have any?
3: Not that I know of. Uh well, Raven, I guess. Oh. yeah,
4: but you take one look at anything he's satanic, so
3: Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, I think uh I think all the Hasidic Jews would be uh, throwing—well, they don't do holy water. I don't know what the hell they'd throw at them. But either way, uh, yeah, it's just so random. I, I never understood, by the way, why they never filmed Impact in India. Because apparently they had a, a big following over there. They had some you know, bigger Indian names at, at various times, like Sanjay Dutt. But
4: Okay, I want to pause real quick. You just said they have bigger names like Sanjay Dutt. What well, the hell
3: well, are you talking about? Well-known, uh, like in <laughs> India, Bigger he was names
4: a big And you name-drop Sanjay Dutt. I like
3: Sanjay. Don't get me wrong, but no. What are you smoking? In in, <laughs> I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about in India, because like I in America, in in, in, well, in America, nobody. Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, because that's <laughs> one of those no. big. In India, he was a big name, <laughs> for, at least from what I've heard. Oh man. <laughs> Like here, nobody would pay to see the great Kali. Nobody gives a crap about him. But well, over that, in India, yeah, he's...
4: apparently he's like a political figure as well. So,
3: yeah, well, and like uh, apparently, well, actually, I was going to say, I don't know if that carries over with certain names because apparently nobody gave a damn about uh, uh, Jinder Mahal over in India. So, I... well, I can't say nobody. Oh, until they... he
4: became W.B. champion. I mean, I you see that video on YouTube when he went over there with the title? They shut down the whole airport and the whole city and had a parade for him, but. It Again, it could be because that, he was WWE champion.
3: Yeah, it was weird because like they they came out for him like at the time, but apparently they didn't come out enough because they were going to do like multiple shows. And apparently they had to condense it down to like one single show because they couldn't sell enough tickets. So I don't know. That's weird. But yeah, I mean, it, I think for the little venues they could run, I think, you know, if you put Sanjay on top, somebody might give a crap over in India. They sold out, uh, as far as I know. What was that, Rocka Rock a King or whatever the hell? Ring kicking. Ring kicking. I don't know why I keep calling it that. Uh, Ring kicking. Whatever. That's <laughs> uh, that that
4: was, right, damn it. That's a great show.
3: That was like a like an offshoot of TNA that they had for a while over in India. For anybody that doesn't know, so uh, Eugene was over there. He was Doctor Dinsmore or whatever. So yeah. And they used the, uh, the, the Stevie
4: Richard. Doctor him.
3: (laughs) Well, they, they used the, you remember the, the Doctor Stevie stuff? That paging Doctor Stevie. Oh, yeah. They used that, but they just replaced it. And they said, Paging Doctor Nick. It's like, that's real original of you. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, hi, everybody.
4: I am a doctor. Legend Uh, has it, that's who cleared page. by the way.
3: Exactly, Yeah. (laughs) Good Lord. Anyway, we're going to let her. Uh, Junior Fatu has been removed from the TNA Wrestling dot com roster page. Oh, no. Oh, no. And Awesome Kong. I don't know why. Added. I do <laughs> yeah. Uh, Letitia Klein confirms that she is finished oh, with TNA. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, a, God. Hell yeah. <laughs> she made a statement on her MySpace page uh, saying that. Terry Taylor stated that if anyone was unhappy, they would be granted their release, and she took them up on that. The release is official as
5: of uh, November 25th.
3: <laughs> I'm wondering, did they replace her and then she requested her release, or vice versa?
4: I think she requested release and they replaced her with Christy Hemi, if I remember correctly.
3: Well, then they replaced her with Crystal.
4: They had a couple girls, actually.
3: Yeah, they kept, because uh, by this time, Christy Hemi is a, uh, she's only a, a manager or whatever the hell.
4: So. All right, but she goes back to the backstage
3: thing, though. Thank God. Uh, well, they, and then they make her they the all ring announcer. <laughs> then they made her the ring announcer, because, you know. Oh, they're... that's
4: right. That's when Austin Harry's stuck his a chunk in her face. That's right. <laughs> uh,
3: that's an a-hole movie. Like, it's not funny, but it's just, like, the the phrasing. This one blew me away. Uh, TNAwrestling.com reports that Kyle Vandenbosch of the Tennessee Titans was at TNA headquarters on Tuesday afternoon. Oh, God. What show was it that he was at that we reviewed? time uh, I want to say. Sounds right. He was in like a tag match or something. Tag match, playa! And he
4: was allowed to wrestle for some reason.
3: Uh. Right. And nobody gave a damn. Like, oh, we're going to have this guy from the Tennessee Titans in there. Dude, the Titans weren't even, like, great at this time. Like, I, if they were, like, the Super Bowl champs, fine. Like, when they had A.J. Pruszynski. Like, I know that kind of hurts our hearts, but it's like, okay, at least he was on the World Series winning White Sox. What the hell were the Titans around this time?
4: Um, Peyton Manning's practice twice a year.
3: I guess, yeah, because like nobody gave a crap. Oh yeah, but we started in Tennessee. Who gives a damn?
4: Oh man, we started in Houston actually. If you want to use semantics, but <laughs>
3: yeah, but well, uh, oh, this one.
4: Oh wait, you're talking about TNA. I'm talking about the Titans. Sorry.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This one, this should have been the top story. I don't know why I had it so low on the list.
4: Oh man, <laughs> I have fallen for that one too many times to not get it
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> Havoc will be reverting back to his former ring name of Johnny Devine. <sighs> yeah. Hold on,
4: before I make a joke, he's not the one that just passed away, right?
3: Oh, who the hell just passed I died? always get
4: him. There's another blonde guy that looks similar to him that passed away. He wasn't the one with. Oh. No, that was Jimmy
3: Rave, right? Yeah, Jimmy Rave.
4: Okay, I always got them too confused. <laughs>
3: bro, one's Canadian, bro.
4: They're both like. Little white guys with blonde like pretty little white boys with blonde hair. So I don't I don't know. It's to me they ran together.
3: Jimmy Rave named all of his finishing moves after STDs, bro.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Forgot about that.
3: Not even joking. He had a move called gonorrhea (laughs) He had a move called gonorrhea. There you go. So writer Dutch Mantel is said to be negative about the fact that nobody knows who the baby faces are and nobody knows who the heels are. In the past, Vince Russo has said that faces and heels are passe. Sure. <laughs>
4: I can see both sides of that. That's why I won't knock Russo for, but I disagree, but I can totally see his point.
3: Yeah, I don't agree um, with this totally, but yeah.
4: I don't necessarily agree with it either, but I can see his point in this one, but. Right. I don't know. I mean, okay, I, I see this point, but then I watch current day AEW, and sometimes they get lost. Me, who the hell is the face in this?
3: I know, so I, I did, always hate
4: that. Like,
3: who am I supposed to hate here?
4: Like, I'll give you an example. Last week, Pockets versus Pack, packets, as I called it. Now, um, <laughs> wow, Pock's been the uh, been a face with the Death Triangle. All of a sudden, he's using a hammer to cheat to win. And like, yeah. okay, but what, what what's going on here? I don't know. What, like, it's little stuff like that, so I mean, that's oh. where I go against his points. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man, ah, uh, well, I mean, it's it's not like Austin and Kevin Owens, where even though they're, like, they're ass heels, people still love them, you know, right? There's certain exceptions, but like not for everything.
3: Well, I got just a couple more stories here. This first one, uh, just kind of to show everything was at the time. Jim Cornette married his longtime girlfriend Stacy Goff on Halloween.
4: Her actual uh-huh. name
3: is yeah, Goff. Yeah, G O F F.
4: Oh, I thought you said Goff, G O T H.
3: Oh, no no no, with two Fs.
4: Because I think <laughs> she is Goff, right?
3: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, start I wonder if this was the same time where they started the hot t- I'm kidding. Or maybe I'm not. <laughs> I got to I got I go want to know. I got to go bleach my uh, my mind's eye out. <sighs> anyway, tmz.com, you know, always a, re- a reputable source to this uh, day. Exactly. Recently, pre-TMZ show, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they reported recently that Joni Lauer has legally changed her name to China. Uh, she also challenged Vince McMahon to a match anytime. Good lord. I'm not going to make fun because she's going downhill quick.
4: I think she uh, was like hardcore into drugs at this point.
3: Yeah. Uh, she was basically being wet
4: around. I do have to commend anybody for changing their name to something just so they can use the trademark they were illegally prohibited from doing. It's, kind of, it's I mean, clever. I mean, it might be stupid I mean, in, in a way, but
3: it's clever. I and never you understood can't, why Ryback can't prevent someone then, from using their own name. but what? Right. I never understood why Ryback did it and then didn't do a damn thing. Like, it's like, well, this is the character I created. Like, okay. Like what character? I just, his character
4: he created was the silverback. (laughs) Like
3: I still, I thought it was stupid, but warrior changing his name to warrior. At least that's a thing. Like, okay. I, I think the logic is stupid, but I get it. Ryback. What the hell is a Ryback? I don't, I don't know whatever <laughs> uh final story this is a sad one but it's being reported now that lex Luger is, sad dude it's being reported now that lex luger is paralyzed from the neck down and is being fed through a feeding tube
4: that's only gonna be temporary though do we know what the hell but happened i don't yeah i, but, I, I, I mean he was able I, to I, shake my hand when i met him and he was Moving around, so like I'm going to say the paralysis was temporary, like thankfully. But
3: I mean, he is in a wheelchair, I guess. But I don't know. I guess. Okay, so on October 19th of 2007, Luger suffered a nerve impingement. Impingement? I don't know. Uh, in his neck, that led to temporary paralysis. In an unconfirmed report, it was stated that he underwent an intravenous uh, antibiotic treatment and was expected to make a full recovery, though he was never an official, uh, that was never an official prognosis. Nearly a month after his spinal stroke, Luger was still in a quadriplegic state, having no movement in either his arms or legs. Wow, it wasn't until June of 2008 when Luger was said to be able to stand on his own for short periods and walk using a walker. In 2010, Luger stated in an interview that he was able to walk uh, more comfortably and was now able to drive but hey, so I, what the hell happened uh they said did he get they, hit did he fall like what no they they said he just sounds random but they they said he just had a they call it a spinal stroke basically
4: i didn't even know it was a thing
3: me neither i jeez louise they said by 2021, he became uh, completely he became completely reliant on a wheelchair for mobility. So he he can't walk. Uh, that sucks, especially when you see like just the freaking Greek God that he was before. And it's like now he's in a wheelchair like, damn, dude. But anyway, that does it for the news and notes. Uh, we're going to take our next break. On the other end of this, we're going to get into TNA Genesis right after this. <laughs>
1: Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
2: By God, somebody's interrupting the Main Event Marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckberg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on Main Event Marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus, and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But, I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckberg, wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's gotta go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore, Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah!
5: Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to bedfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people.
3: Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event (laughs) marks. And we're back. We're back. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking uh, Fago Rock and Rye. So there you go.
4: Good board. What?
3: Hey, (sighs) you know what? fago's cheap you get it at all the dollar stores and i uh, like it. for that
4: for that i'll give you credit because you know in this uh soon to be recession and all this uh, uh what's that inflation dollar yeah store's your best friend so
3: damn straight they actually have a locator on the fago like website where you can find what stores around you sell fago <laughs> I just found that out Anyway, uh, it is TNA Genesis two thousand seven took place November November eleventh two thousand seven. The tagline—it's a long one here: "A new breed of company, a new breed of wrestler, a new breed in wrestling."
4: How did they get away with that one? Yeah. Uh, you own the trademark to "new breed."
3: <laughs> uh, I guess you can use it in a tagline. I don't know. I wonder if that was a, I well, I don't even want it. That that had to have been a shot. <sighs> the venue is the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. Go figure. Of course the, attendance, it was. the attendance was nine hundred, and the pay per view buy rates. Uh, there was twenty five thousand buys. So, meh. So, for some reason, and I'm never going to complain about this. It was just kind of random. The show opens with the national anthem, and then they say something about they're dedicating it to all the veterans out there. Like,
4: it might be Veterans something? Day the next day, I believe.
3: The veterans Day in November.
4: Well, I think it is. Uh, you know, let me uh, consult the old uh, founder here.
3: Not according to my phone, bro. When is it? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I don't remember. I'm not seeing any Veterans oh, yeah, okay. Day. Friday, February yeah. 11th. Okay. Oh, it's
4: February, huh?
3: Okay, so that makes sense. God. <laughs> hey, you said February. Or <laughs> er, November. November 11th. Okay. My bad. I don't know why I said February.
4: Yeah, it's actually yeah. November eleventh this year, too.
3: How about that? Uh yeah, so okay, so this took place on Veterans Day. That makes more sense it's now. Cool.
4: Now you feel like you need it? Okay, cool.
3: I do, yeah. Uh <laughs> I
4: felt like but, I knew it was Veterans Day and then you made me doubt myself.
3: That is correct. So
4: <laughs> But you're forcing it in your mouth and do a
3: weird giggle. Yeah, take my <laughs> slowly take my shirt off. Uh anyway. But so the the national anthem they played sounded like it was being played on like an old keyboard. Yeah, dude, that was rough. Yeah, it was it was sucked. I'm like, really? Even this is low budget. You couldn't like <laughs> get on YouTube. Good Lord. There has to be somebody
4: in that crowd or in that park or whatever that fancies themselves a singer that you could have gotten for like a free meal or a fast pass voucher to a ride or something.
3: Uh, they had a you ton of find... actors out there. You can pull one in and give them an extra gig? <laughs> Good lord. Well, that's, that's coming with olive oil, but... <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> Dumb. But either way, once the show officially starts, we're shown that a black limousine pulled into the parking lot. That is apparently going to be Sting's mystery partner. And now we get to this. Wah, wah, wah. Keep in mind, we haven't even started the paper yet, and you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Black Rain versus Abyss in a Black Rain Shop of Horrors match. And boy, did it live up to its name! Uh, it went for 10 minutes, 13 seconds. So, this, this match is because Black Rain keeps putting his rat on Abyss. And no, that's not a euphemism. Uh, we get a jump start on the oh,
4: ramp. Sorry, go ahead.
3: <laughs> ah, good lord. We we get a jump start on the ramp. Uh, they use barbed wire, baseball bats, uh, plasterboard, rat traps, and more. Uh, it's just, just uh, whatever. James Mitchell Ironically, tried... Ironically,
4: the opening match is supposed to bait you in. See what I did there? And this <laughs> made me want to go away and never come back.
3: Yep. Sorry, you yeah,
4: didn't even talk about the match yet. I'm just like, sorry.
3: Wow. <laughs> go ahead. James <laughs> James Mitchell tries to interfere at one point, and Abyss shoves Black Reign's rat down his shirt. Again, not a euphemism. Uh, finally, mercifully, Abyss hits the African-American hole slam for the win.
4: Good Lord, you said that.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be PC, okay. Uh,
4: Black hole I, is PC. It's a thing in space. Uh, so dense me. that not even light can escape it.
3: You you watch Don't your you mouth. Ever watch the Big Bang Theory. yes. It is the African American hole slam. Damn it! All right. Anyway, uh, Uncle Dave and I actually were in sync for a lot of these ratings on this pay per view, which scares me a little. I got a
4: feeling I would be too.
3: Uh, we both gave it a star and a half. What say you?
4: Give it one star. I wanted to give it zero, honestly.
3: Yeah. And keep sucks. in mind,
4: I like both these dudes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like Billy Black Rain to be honest, but I like Dustin Rhodes.
3: Yeah, he's great. Uh, but this just like, ugh, God. I, don't. I didn't even know what to say about this one. But, uh, well, the the best the best part's coming, man, because. <laughs> Yeah, folks, it gets better. Oh, well, well of course. So after the match What's well, uh, gonna have an afterbirth with this? Abyss <laughs> takes a key and unlocks a big box that's on the stage, and the man who would be known as Relic, uh, <laughs> formerly Johnny the Bull Stan Bully, pops out of this box and therefore is over and he attacks Abyss. Hey, Oh. They never drew a dime. <laughs> wow. Uh, now, I don't think. Uh, I don't know line mind you,
4: they have not said the line yet. So do we have to say it for this?
3: Oh, what that uh, the relic is, of course, killers spelled backwards.
4: Yeah, of course, but yeah, they have well. not. They don't say it on this pay per view because it's not a thing yet.
3: No, they don't. They don't I know say what his name is.
4: It's not a thing, actually, but it is a thing. But
3: uh, <laughs> right, they they don't know what his name is yet, but. Uh, the one thing we do know about him is those guys never drew a dime. <laughs> that was undeniable. The <laughs> but anyway, they attack Abyss. Black Rain jabs his spiked club into Abyss's head. Again, not a That's a real idea. sentence. <laughs> they stuff him into the box, and the rules of wrestling dictate that they had to throw it off the stage.
4: <sighs> Which is about a two-foot drop, by the way. Not exactly, you know, Titan Tron, but
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well now, we've got to get one of these show long threads going again. It is Jeremy Borash in the parking lot where he keeps muttering about needing to figure out who it is in that limo for Kurt. He approaches the black security guy at the limo who tells him to back away. I mentioned his skin color for a reason here. Uh, when Jeremy argues with him, the security guard tells J.B. to walk his milky white ass away from there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I laugh so hard at that, dude.
3: It's like, well, he's so wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> By the way, why was Jeremy Borash's job to be Kurt Angle's little henchman, for lack of a better term? Hey, he never uh, established that. He just kind of happened and they went with it yeah he's like i
4: had that in my notes for a minute and then i remembered oh wait it just started happening because kurt liked him
3: yeah so it's like kurt let him hang around and come to his parties and stuff like that. like i don't it's like why the hell is this happening but anyway uh, backstage they appreciate the greatness yeah it just happened backstage crystal is standing by with the motor city machine guns and says that they're definitely the underdogs Chris Saban says that they're going to use Team 3D as a stepping stone, and Alex Shelley says that they're fighting to defend the X Division. And that takes us to this it's the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Saban taking on Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon. This goes for 17 and a half minutes. Uh, a little long. But we get yet another jump start on the stage. Uh, at one Dude, point. Pause right there.
4: I, you know, yeah. I, I'm guilty of this. I give. Uh, AW a lot of crap for that. And they do, do a little overdo it. But I honestly forgot. TNA kind of started this.
3: Oh, yeah. They didn't have many afterbirths, only because, you know, as soon as the match ended, it was to the back. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so they didn't have but, any afterbirths yeah. because they couldn't afford afterbirths. That's all. Okay.
3: Yeah. Oh, we got to get to the back for more talking, bro. But at one point, Brother Ray tries to walk out, and Devon has to convince him to come back. Devon pulls the ref out of the ring to break up a pin and uh for some reason that was not a DQ. Uh a table gets set up in the corner. They throw Chris Sabin at it and he does a backflip off of it, dodges Devon who goes through the table, and then the guns hit the high low kicks on Brother Ray and pin him for the win. It took me a little while to get into this one, but I started getting into it near the end. It was okay. Uh Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars. I gave it three. What say you?
4: I too gave it three. And Just okay. First of all, and we're in two thousand twenty-two, and three of these four men are still are back, still whatever, in Impact Wrestling. That's kind of crazy. To <laughs> yeah. Think about. And yeah. man, dude, just the guns are just so damn good. Oh
3: yeah, absolutely. And
4: you could talk about FTR and the Usos all day, and I could, and I will, but they're right <laughs> up there with them, man
3: oh absolutely like they're right yeah. there well you know Bully Ray's doing big stuff now because he's uh, you know, he's in a big feud with with Bobby Fish <laughs> I'm sorry
4: I, t- I, I think I can speak to you too we didn't like Bobby Fish but
3: no yeah, <laughs> nobody gave a damn uh, he started talking Bobby Fish, you could hear a th- mouse piss on <sighs> cotton <laughs> I had to go
4: back and watch that when you sent me that I'm like oh this was brutal yeah, to me, though, yep.
3: Bobby Fish is—he's
4: good, but he needs to be part of a package, in my opinion.
3: Apparently, that's how it's always been. At, uh, apparently, he was backstage at NXT recently. <laughs> I'm sure Triple H well, is like, a, "Hey, bu- like, hey, buddy, you get one of your uh, one of your other friends to join you, and uh, we'll talk. Well, get one the hell his,
4: out. One of his friends is there. But
3: Who? Hey, which one? Roddy. Oh, Rod. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you could do that.
4: I think Roddy's the one that ran up to Triple H and gave him a big hug and thanked him for being born. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what the hell?
4: I uh, hear all the rumors that that, 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 that Roddy wanted out. <laughs> I
3: oh, think, really? I, I think I didn't hear that. he may
4: have rethought his positioning. Like, you know what? Never mind.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. But you mean guys that don't want 300 pounds are going to get over now? <laughs> That's, oh, thank you.
4: Well, that too, but I was more like, you know, because Adam Cole, you know, they say there's a rumor, by the way, off topic, but they say he might not ever wrestle again. I don't know if that's true or not. That's so Uncle what? Dave said. Oh because of his gosh. bad uh, concussions. Colorado is laid up for a year with neck fusion. I'm like, Robert, my sight's at the landmine,
3: dude. <laughs> yeah, right. What the hell?
4: So you know what, Diamond Mine? Not so bad. Yeah, right. It's not undisputed era, but it's not so bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but we uh, we get pretty much no celebration for this match whatsoever, by the way, because like I had mentioned earlier, we got to go to the back. Uh, Jeremy Borash is in Eagle's locker room, telling him that he couldn't get into the limo. Kurt goes ballistic, like <laughs> just <laughs> like unreasonably so. And, and someone Karen, sold a
4: sandwich at the museum or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Credits to those who get it, that.
3: <laughs> Man it's almost like he was you know watching the the Steelers suck this year. Uh, but I kid. Well, but anyway, I have
5: a
4: different reaction to that. I'm like smiling ear to ear, but I, I yeah, yeah. Right?
3: <laughs> But uh, this is while Karen is trying to calm him down while screaming at him by the way, cuz you know that's how you calm someone down. Uh Kevin Nash says that they'll figure out in a couple of hours who the mystery partner is. And Kurt tells Nash that he's a traitor. He says that Nash knows who the mystery partner is. Nash gets pissed and goozles him up on the couch. He says they need each other tonight, but then after that, they go their separate ways. Kurt throws another hissy fit, and Nash leaves.
4: God. Yeah. Like, what the
3: frick, dude? Before the next match, uh, Crystal...
4: my My only note here is that you got all this young town. We're having a fight between two octogenarians in the back, but whatever. <laughs> God.
3: Uh, before the next match, Crystal interviews Gail Kim before her entrance. Gail says that she came too far to make women's wrestling ma- uh, matter and uh, she came too far to lose her title in just one month. So now we got Gail Kim defending the TNA knockout women's title in a fatal four way against Roxy Laveau, who had who comes out with BG and Kip James uh, versus Angel Williams versus ODB. Goes for Bye. nine minutes. <laughs> uh, referee Shane Sewell. Is there uh you remember? Oh, him? that's
4: going to come into play.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, later. <laughs> uh, he kicks out VKM, tells him to go to the back when Kip interferes. Roxy smiles at Shane and wipes something on his head because, you know, voodoo. <sighs> this is dumb. Uh, by the way, this didn't come into play at all tonight. Just putting that out there. In the end, Roxy's finding
4: the seeds, long term, long term storytelling, bro.
3: OK, so does that actually come into play later on? Do you remember?
4: To my knowledge, it doesn't. But it may be and I blocked it on my mind. I don't freaking know.
3: <laughs> so I know he starts getting physical. Does this look whatever, like something but I, you want to remember? <sighs> God, no. But either way, in the end, uh, Roxy sprays some mist in ODB's face. Gale spears Roxy, hits a neck breaker on ODB and pins her to win. Uncle Dave and I both gave this dose and a half stars. What say you? You yeah, it one that sucked. Uh, I, look, I, I thought all four of these women were talented. This match didn't necessarily showcase that. But God, this voodoo stuff was dumb. Just, it didn't do
4: anything. I like how it started off as a parody of Vince McMahon. Like, uh, we're going to pivot. <laughs> Yeah. Because you know, not. if anything screams voodoo, it's the new age outlaws, man. Oh, you
3: didn't know? <laughs> oh Lord. I don't know. That uh, well, you know, the, the 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 two hicks from down south, you know, they're all about the voodoo man. Whatever. After the match, awesome Kong stomps out onto the stage and points at Gail while Gail holds up the knockout women's title. This was the best part of the whole thing.
4: So, I like how it's knockout women's, by the way, as opposed to the knockout men's.
3: Well, yeah. Gosh, Greg, keep up.
4: Uh, you know when Mickey was in the Royal Rumble this year and the graphic just said Impact Women's Champion. Do you know how good yeah. that looked? Other than knockouts.
3: No, Greg, through the knockouts. Gosh, gotta gotta put that that tag on there. I always thought that was stupid. Like when the when WWE had the Divas title. Like, All yeah, right. Oh, we got rid of that crap. Yeah, thank God they've got like, a respectable women's title now, or two of them. But in the parking lot, Karen Engel wants to see who's in the black stretch limo, and Jeremy Borash tells her there's no way she can get in there. She dismisses. Oh, well, anybody and,
4: can get in the limo it's a Karen?
3: Exactly. And if she can't, she'll want to speak to your manager. I wanted two <laughs> shots of espresso. Uh, she. Are you getting bad flashbacks? Um, yeah. Excuse me? Um, this does not taste low fat, okay? Who is your manager?
4: <laughs> I would seriously think about pouring half the drink out and saying, here, now it's half the fat. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how much I wanted to do that.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But she dismisses JB and opens up the back of the limo to see James Storm, Jackie Moore, and Eric Young all sloppy drunk. They get out of the limo, and Karen Storm's off, and EY says that Karen is beautiful, and Storm says it's obvious that Karen's going to the prom. (laughs) (laughs) What the F? Uh, They show off the World Drinking Championship title, which is a a toy of the Spinner WWE title (laughs) with a beer bottle glued to it.
4: Look, I'm not going to laugh, dude. I lost my crap laughing at that, though. (laughs)
3: <laughs> f <Effing> and so stupid. <laughs> Storm asks JB if he's part of the competition. Borash says no, and Storm says, you have yourself a good day, and walks off. <laughs> so respectful. Anyway, up next, we're about to get a match. How about that? It is well, the, sure. black, it is the <laughs> black Machismo defending the TNA X Division title against Sanjay Dutt, who's big in India. Uh, this goes for 12 minutes and one second. But Machismo has recently made SoCal Val his Elizabeth, basically. So she's clapping for him and taking his ring jacket and all that crap. In the end, Lethal hits the Lethal combination, followed by a flying elbow drop for the win. Uncle Dave gave it Trace and a quarter stars. I gave it three and a half. I really like this match. What say you?
4: I gave it two. I didn't like it that much
3: it's not my match of the night I feel like we've but, seen better yeah uh, we have I mean it was just kind of there I had no like, look I didn't completely think that there's no way Sanjay's winning but at the same time I was like yeah I don't really believe it so if I can't believe in the Challenger uh, that kind of brings it down in my eyes. But after the match, SoCal Val gives Lethal a round of applause, and Lethal asks Sanjay for a handshake. Sanjay hugs him instead, and Lethal holds his arm up in celebration. Lethal calls SoCal Val into the ring to celebrate with him before Team 3D runs out to beat up Lethal and Dutt. Brother Ray even whips Jay Lethal with the X-Division title. <laughs> Doesn't look good, a big white guy whipping a black guy, but whatever. I didn't pick up on that, but okay. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks this? I guess uh, he so. Did a, he did it a few times, by the way. Uh, but anyway, he then backs Val into the corner. Uh, I hope she has her whistle. Referees hit the ring, but... Oh, my team, God. <laughs> team 3D still manages to hit 3Ds <laughs> on both Dutt and Lethal. Brother Ray grabs the X Division title and says, The, the Machine Guns cheated. They never beat 3D or Team 3D. And now they're taking that X Division title hostage yeah i remember this so my question is did they hang around but the guns got showered and powdered off at the end of the night it's like yeah. why didn't they come out <laughs>
4: <laughs> they probably have to go
3: ride the rides or something <laughs> yeah right well they had to go back and uh play some halo but
4: was <laughs> well, this 2007 halo 3 one of the best ever yeah.
3: Uh, Backstage, Crystal asks Kevin Nash how he'll coexist with Kurt Angle as his partner tonight. How will they coexist, Greg? They won't. They're tag partners. they got to fight. It's
4: Vince Russo, which is something that was brought to my attention this year. I never caught on to.
0: (laughs)
3: Yep. It was was always a Vince Russo staple. Well, they're a tag (sighs) team, so why would they like each other? (laughs) That's just dumb.
4: I mean, it's obvious as hell now, but I never saw it until you said that. Well, and then well, years yes, ago, said it. You told me, I guess I...
3: he pointed it out. I picked up on it. I'm like, mother of God, he's right. Uh, but then th- that was like, that was a thing, like, I think two years ago in the WWE, where just like every single tag match, there was some storyline going on of how will they coexist? And like, it became a meme online. I was like, oh God, I didn't, I didn't even realize that. But anyway... Uh, Nash says that they're not buddies, but tonight they've got a job to do. When Crystal asks if Sting's partner will be Scott Hall, Nash says he knows 100% that it's not Scott. Of course not. Scott's, uh, I'm not even going to speculate. But now, in James Storm's locker room, he and Eric Young are arguing over who is the best drinker. They shoot back a few shots and pound some beers. This is ridiculous.
4: The Southern boy versus the Canadian in a beer drinking
3: contest. And all they need is an Irish guy, and they've got it covered. <laughs> but now we got AJ Styles and Tom Code offending the uh, TNA World Tag Team titles against uh, Rick and Scott Steiner, the Steiner brothers. It's 10 minutes and 43 seconds for this one.
4: Still uh, 2007 here, right? Yep.
3: Seven. Yeah, they had to. Uh, Hey, they'd uh, load up on some uh, some Metamucil earlier in the day and, you know, get everything moving properly, all right?
4: Was this before or after the match with Tomko and Sweet Tea?
3: (laughs) Good Lord, Uh, this was before, because that was coming up on January
4: 4th. Yeah, I could have said uh, Bernard, but Sweet Tea's funny.
3: (laughs) Well, Rick Steiner ends up taking out AJ inside the ring while Scott and Tomco are going at it outside of the ring. The ref gets bumped because, of course, Rick gets distracted and AJ lambastes Rick with a steel chair and gets the pinfall win. Yes, AJ Styles and Tomco had to use nefarious means to beat these old dudes. (laughs) Yeah,
4: I had that in the notes. I'm like, they have a cheat to win this?
3: (laughs) Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I gave it two for slightly below average. What say you?
4: One sucked.
3: Blah. <laughs> <sighs>
4: well, we now Never My to... man, this is one of the greatest tag teams of all time, too, by the way. And Steiner Brothers. To... I was going
0: to brothers.
3: Yeah, I know. Like, why? Why is it just just why? The hell ever. We well, now... it's
4: still one from you because why not?
3: I guess so, man. uh, Whatever. We now see that a white stretch limo has pulled into the parking lot. Commentary speculates that that's Sting's mystery partner. Well, you know what? You're bound to get it right one of these times, guys. Just keep pointing at cars and saying that one's got him in it.
4: (laughs) It's kind of like the Royal Rumble. Everybody's going to win the Royal Rumble. Everybody's uh, Sting's partner. (laughs)
3: Yeah, right. Crystal is backstage with Robert Rude and Ms. Brooks. Uh, Rude cuts Crystal off and gets super sexist before telling Samoa Joe that he doesn't fear him and he made him he made him bleed like a stuck pig in the past weeks. Rude then tells Ms. Brooks to stay out of his way and he demands that she go to the ring with him. Up next, I mean,
4: if I'm him, I I want her my way all the time, but that's just me.
3: Yeah, I I don't know if I'd want her ringside with me though. She might distract me. All right, now we have got this. It is Robert Rude with Ms. Brooks in his corner taking on Samoa Joe in 15 minutes, 43 seconds. So there's a blonde... I completely forgot about this, by the way. There's a blonde woman in the front row with a sign that says, Hire me, Robert Rude.
0: Uh, what's her I mean, name?
3: Like, Rain... Something Rain or Rain something?
4: Oh, that's right. Yeah, she turns into his manager later for like... Two minutes.
3: Yeah. And then she like tries to wrestle for a little bit. Nobody gives yeah. a damn. And she disappears. I
4: forgot all about that.
3: Yeah, well, She's gone forever, bro.
4: <laughs> that might yeah. be a good thing.
3: Yeah, right. I, I don't remember this woman's name. Apparently she was an indie wrestler. and Yeah, that shows how much. Like, I remember some obscure crap. Like, you, you know, people popping up in TNA. I can't remember a damn thing about this woman other than what we just mentioned. So,
4: whatever. After Mark, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah right anyway while joe is chasing rude around the ring he effing trips and falls flat on his face on the face uh rude gets dumped onto the apron at one point and accidentally kicks ms brooks knocking sure. her out yeah i i mean i guess i don't know like I,
4: that looked intentional as hell to me
3: but uh, <laughs> the he got like dumped on the apron the camera kind of like, of course, the camera, like, I don't know if it was intentional or whatever. The camera angle sucks, so I can't see a damn thing. No. <laughs> I, I know. I was shocked, too. Uh, that's why I said I don't know if it was intentional that they didn't show it. But I guess she got kicked or something. I, I don't know. And next thing I know, I see her, like, knocked out. Like, All right. But in the end, uh, anyway, uh, in the end, Joe blocks the payoff, hits the Muscle Buster, and gets the win. Uncle Dave gave this three stars. I actually gave it three and a half. I thought it was a great match. What say you?
4: Uh, I gave it four. I loved it.
3: Yeah, it was a fantastic match. I, I was I think like, this
4: was my match that I actually now I
3: think about it. I forget. Was Joe hurt when when uh, Rude was in NXT? I, I don't did...
4: know, but the same bet's yes. <laughs>
3: Uh, I just can't remember if they ever faced off in NXT. because so I'm like, this match was very possible. Like, but uh, 15 years later, <laughs> in a completely different company, too.
4: This was Joe Hurt. Uh... Uh,
3: let, oh, let, let's let's see. Does the day end in the letter Y?
4: <laughs> I'll end the suspense. Yes. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. Oh my gosh, it's like uh, like once a year, Kevin Nash blew something out in his knees. So,
4: he you wrestled.
3: Yeah. Well, now hey, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, look, I, and you and I have talked about we're huge Kevin Ash fans whatever, but it's, I have no desire to ever see him in a ring again unless he's just yeah, coming right. out and putting up the too sweet and leaving. <laughs>
4: Maybe jack-knifing <laughs> a small dude, but that's the extent. Yeah.
3: Hell, he could blow his damn knee out doing that. That's why I said small dude as uh, big small it don't matter he's, he's gonna hurt something it, but You're right uh, he got he blew his knee out doing a big boot one time you remember that
4: <laughs> yeah like damn dude you lifted your leg legend has it he uh, snapped a vertebrae doing the hair flip can't confirm that though
3: <laughs> good lord uh that this one time you know what i i I I had a long session on the toilet and I just couldn't stand up anymore. But anyway, (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny that was knee problems. Oh,
5: there's an image.
3: (laughs) But yeah, Joe and Joe and rude were awesome. They only got better as time went on. Uh, Joe plateaued at a certain point only because I think as we just talked about injuries caught up with him and it was like, it was still good, but God dang, he was hurt all the time.
4: He's like JJ Watt man. he's like, he could be like one of the very best in the entire world, but damn, dude, he can't ever go because he's always hurt.
3: Right? I said the and same JJ thing about Watson, Gronk. Cheesy Watts the
4: greatest defensive ends of all time. You're never gonna know that.
3: Right? Yeah. Well, I said, I said the same thing about Gronk for the longest time because he, he was hurt like consistently there for a while. I'm like, hot damn, dude. Uh but anyway, backstage in Kurt Angle's locker room, he's staring at a monitor and is that is showing the mystery limo. Karen's trying to convince him that. Uh, it doesn't matter who's inside. And Kurt completely flips out like, you know, a sane person would.
4: We are like I, seven segments in deep with this crap.
3: I know every damn pay-per-view. It's a running uh, thread with F and Kurt angle and JB and bull crap in the back. Why? Because like, through I, you. I get that he's the top guy, but, like, dude, it's a pay-per-view. This is something you save for TV. God. That's what you're talking about. Uh, this is this is a point in the, uh, I put in my notes. I think the guys in the, little, in the white coats and the white van need to come and take him away in a jacket that helps him give himself a nice big tight hug.
4: Well, Dr. Stevie ain't there yet, so.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, he needs to hurry his ass up. Uh, but when Angle gets into the parking lot, uh, he, you know, of course, he's got to storm out there and see for himself. And he starts fighting with security guards uh, that are in front of the limo until Sting runs up and he starts brawling with Kurt. And this sends him off. He, he finally takes off now and security holds Sting back. Whatever. Crystal is standing by now with Christian Cage, Tomco, and AJ Styles. Christian says that
4: looking passing. all the way live. Oh, well, hell yeah. Oh, and Crystal, too.
3: Well, I don't know, man. If you're talking about Christian, according to Vince McMahon, he's very ugly. And we need to cover up that face. Christian says that Kaz needs to prove himself tonight that he even deserves to be in the same ring as the instant classic. He says that the ladder match is his specialty. And Christian tells Tomko and AJ to stay in the back because this is important to him. So sometime around here was when he finally, like, made the switch he stopped calling himself captain charisma completely stopped using that's how i roll started saying if you don't know that's you know now you know i, I don't know when the switch was but i just remember like all of a sudden he just switched one week and i'm like we hit yeah, we the switch mean, like, <laughs> the kill switch oh <laughs> ha-ha. i see what you did there uh I, i'm wondering it's like so we
4: keep I, being stupid. they're going to do that to our show so roll
0: on <laughs>
3: <laughs> i'm wondering it's like I, I wonder if did wwe uh finally watch impact and hit you with a season <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, he's still using his old stuff how dare he anyway this next one is christian cage versus kaz in a ladder match finals in the fight for the right tournament where the winner becomes the number one contender for the tna world title i think i got that all in there
4: the fight for the right tournament it just sounds so stupid
3: Yeah, Uh, this one goes fifteen minutes thirteen seconds. So Christian takes a ladder to the face, in the face. It busts him open over his on his upper lip and his left eyebrow. I'm like ooh, like that hurt me. And just like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, man, the contract falls off the damn clipboard.
4: (laughs) Okay, but. Half credit only. The contract does not the whole clipboard. To be no, fair, yeah.
3: only uh, the thing that really matters <laughs> fell off. Thank God.
4: <laughs> My only note for that is who the hell didn't think? Okay, like, hey, maybe we're not going to hang paper with two <laughs> two hundred pound plus men fighting for it.
3: They, they did you this know? all the time in TNA. They always well, the had fact that we have ladder
4: match. The fact that we have okay well, that too. I'm going to say the fact that we have back to back shows. Was it last week? A uh, couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, still within a couple of weeks where the same damn thing happens.
3: Right. That's Two years apart. Telling. Right. Oh, Dude. It, why is it TNA always? I don't. I mean, maybe WWE did this. I, I don't really remember where they actually put a clipboard with a contract on it and they hang it above the ring. TNA did this
5: all uh,
3: the time.
4: Was Eddie and Ray for Dom's uh, custody was on a clipboard?
3: I might forget. Been. I forget. I, I, yeah, okay. I think, I think. It, I, think I don't. Know. It I
4: don't remember. Brothers. It might have been a briefcase. Now I had that figure right from that event. He came with a briefcase. So actually, it might have been a briefcase.
3: That is correct. <laughs> so,
4: <laughs> but still, though. Anyways, two shows though, where the thing that they're trying to fetch falls off.
3: Yeah, they <sighs> didn't secure it better. Like God.
4: Well, this wasn't even a securing thing. You hung a piece of paper. <laughs> Dumb. Actually, actually, in hindsight, they secured the clipboard pretty well.
3: Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But either way, Mike Tanae Mike tries to explain that the clipboard must be taken down in order to win. So not the contract, you know, the thing that matters, but the damn clipboard has to be pulled um, down.
4: Bless that guy. He tried, man. He tried Backed to save up.
3: it. Bless your little heart. Uh, but AJ Styles and Tomko do come out. And this actually distracts Christian. Kaz shoves Cage. Yeah, because, you know,
4: your guys coming out distract you.
3: Yeah, he's like, hey, I thought I told you to stay in the back. What are you doing out here? He
4: just has like a little kid, like seeing his dad for the first time. Oh my
3: God, Christian. He's like, you're home <laughs> no, from work. work. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I've seen kids, like, when they're. When their parents come to get them from daycare, like, yeah, that, that's the reaction. <laughs> but Kaz shoves Christian, so Christian's on the ladder. Kaz shoves it over. Christian goes out onto AJ and Tom go outside. And then Kaz climbs the ladder and gets the clipboard and wins. So I, I know we just talked crap about it, whatever. But all in all, Uncle Dave and I both gave this four stars. What say you?
4: I gave this four. This was one of my all-time favorite ladder matches.
3: It was great. Kaz was really looking like a top guy at this time. I was so happy Um, he won.
4: So he cashed in that shot. and was made to look like an idiot,
3: but yeah. Yeah. Not to spoil the future of Kaz here, you know, from, what, 20 years ago whatever or 15. Well, you didn't
4: know that looking at him. Damn dude in (laughs) the age. Yeah,
3: yeah, right. Uh, But... They they set him on fire during this time. Not literally, figuratively. I, I know it's Russo, so I gotta specify. Uh they figuratively set him on fire. He was like, we're talking, he was we're talking
4: Dungeon of Doom on fire, yes.
3: Oh, of course, yeah. Drawing drawing the money, the big shows, main events, all that. But he's taking on champions, he was having great matches in top programs, whatever. And then they put him on this random ass losing streak. He goes away. And they bring it back as effing suicide.
4: Like, and then after what? that, they put him in the dancing team with Daniels. It's worth noting that. <sighs>
3: yeah, I just... Uh, I mean, I, whatever. Like I
4: can overlook suicide because it was a thing to promote the game,
3: whatever. But <sighs> Look, the tag team with Daniels was awesome. But at the same... I feel like they they started doing what new day took and ran with where they were like, but, but as babyface or I mean, uh, as heels, whereas new day was mostly baby faces doing that. And stuff.
4: there's other, there's one other
3: little difference too. Uh, a, wink, uh, wink, <laughs> wink of their hair.
4: <laughs> yeah. Daniels has better hair than
3: all of them. But. Uh, Kaz did have amazing hair, but you know, he uh, chopped it all off, but it's funny way.
4: though. As of this recording, he could be, New Impact Champions. So let's see.
3: Finally, <laughs> not a moment too soon. Eh? It's only been <laughs> twenty effing years since you know he started in that company. <sighs> carry anyway. that company, right? Oh uh, well. Okay, you got to remind me. What the hell is the the lame crap they say when he comes out now? Like you bet you guessed it, Frankie Zarian or something. Yep. Uh, that's an Dang AW. I they do it in, but yeah. Thank God.
4: You guessed it.
3: Yeah, you know, just when I thought the coolest was the lamest (laughs) thing he'd go by, like, oh, hey, you know what? I thought he was the
4: future. Well, he was the future on velocity.
3: Yeah. Well, remember there for a while, he had the coolest on his jacket, and that's, like, that was his, like, nickname. Dumb. The future made sense. damn mouth. (laughs) The future made sense because he did the flux capacitor and all that, which, you know, of course, makes time travel possible. Well, yeah. But backstage, Crystal Who's and Jeremy, back? Crystal and Jeremy Borash walk into the locker room of James Storm and Eric Young. JB pulls a flask from between Jackie Moore's cleavage before Storm yeah, and Young. That's what's
4: going to happen on TV today.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, this is before both Storm and then Young do a beer bong. And then James decides to pour Jim Beam into the beer bong and shoot it before collapsing, I'd yep. say. I don't Why care I how not?
5: well you.
3: Can. I don't care how well you hold your liquor, nah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but Young says that that means he's guess. the champ, right? Young says that means he's the champion. And then he walks off with a toy belt. God,
4: dang, the WWE title belt actually.
3: Yeah, it's the it's the spinner belt, and like I mentioned earlier, the spinner Clear belt. As is day. <laughs> Say what?
4: Clear as day.
3: Oh, well, yeah, and then they just like glued a frickin', uh beer bottle to it.
4: It's funny but, I say this though, but I did chuckle at it a lot. So,
3: so effing stupid. I call BS because they didn't have an Irish guy going for that championship. So, you know, I, I feel like well,
4: they a cowboy though. It's the next best yeah, thing? A
3: cowboy and a Canadian. All right, fine, but you know, you're if you're going to be bringing in the best of the best, you got to bring in a Scotsman and an Irishman. I just otherwise don't count <laughs> and a German. I forgot you got to bring in a German. I don't know. I don't know how many German wrestlers are. Still when was that there,
4: The right. When was that the rule?
3: If you want to, if you want to be the best, Greg, you got to test yourself. All right. Everybody knows this.
4: Seamus wasn't a wrestler yet.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, he might've been in the Indies, but yeah, I don't know. Sure. Uh, uh, but, Either way, uh, we're going to we're about to go into the main event, so we might as well take our second to last break. When we come back, it's main event time and the big surprise right after this.
1: <laughs> Follow the main event marks at Facebook dot com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector.
2: Spell it with a K. Slow, mate. Take it easy.
5: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office
3: Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. So before his entrance, Sting is on the Tron and he plays up his mystery partner one more time. Once he's in the ring, the lights drop and some music plays lightly. So...
4: They milk the hell out of this entrance, by the way.
3: Yeah, I mean, this was cool and all, but I swear to God, it went for two whole minutes of them playing just this, like, this humming music, whatever. It's It, it reminded me of, uh, hell, they might have been ripping this off, for all I know, but you remember when The Rock came back at Hollywood Rock? I do, yeah. Long-ass intro. That's what it reminded me of.
4: Yeah, but I mean, for this one, though, at least they didn't keep it. It was just the one time. Oh my God,
3: yeah, I know. But either way, they milked that for two minutes, like I said. And then we hear, can you dig it, sucker? And Don West explodes all in his pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, good <laughs> lord. He he reacted like a little kid. And he just like, oh, my God, Santa. Santa! Oh, my God! Oh. Like, it, oh. <laughs> the movie Elf. Uh, when when they announced Show! that Sam is going to be there, yeah, and he loses I him. crap. <laughs> yeah, right. I I know him. <laughs> you smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but that's.
4: I do like uh, how Mike Smith pointed out, his very first in-ring interview on TV was with Harlem Heat.
3: That's pretty cool, yeah. I he should have should have ran down Booker's whole resume for like ten minutes, like he did with all the Japanese guys.
4: Oh, he's not an excrement, dude.
3: But excrement no. you can get all that in, like,
4: two seconds. Mike's name. I actually have to work for it.
3: Yeah, well, Mike drags it out. But, God dang. I'm like, who cares? And not to pull a Russo, but seriously, it's like, bro, who cares? Like, ten minutes. We're talking now. about
4: now, bro. Right now, bro. had nothing to do with that. No one cares.
3: Well, it's like, you can hit some highlights. But, damn, I thought Ross was bad with the frickin' college resume. Either way, uh, it is Kurt Angle with Karen Angle in his corner taking on, Ke- or, or I'm sorry, with Kevin Nash. Uh, they're taking on Sting and Booker T. And the added stipulation to this, which is another Russo special, is whoever gets the pinfall wins the world title. Because, you yeah, know, that makes sense. Yeah, make
4: I point to let you know Booker Went on the very first night.
3: Yeah, right. Well, that would have been super TNA of that, of them. Yeah,
4: well, uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. So, yeah
3: this went for 13 minutes, 41 seconds. Uh, I did say it's funny that three fourths of this match are WCW alumni. (laughs) And here's, here's, (laughs) I said, Booker T having the potential to walk out as TNA champion on his freaking debut night is so LOL TNA.
4: Well, uh, AJ Styles had that same chance in
3: the Royal Rumble when he debuted to be fair. Uh, Oh, was that the year it was for the title? Oh I yeah, didn't, I didn't remember that. No, yeah, it's true. But God, but when yeah, but you couldn't have accused him of it's like, oh well, he's got the stench of TNA on him. Like, who cares? Oh, no.
4: I think that's something they were trying to get rid of, actually. Not
3: yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but when Booker gets tagged in, Kurt runs from him like Booker T is a damn Grim Reaper. I mean, Booker's awesome, but seriously, like, be a trained killer. He's Kurt freaking Angle. I didn't. <laughs> whatever. Either way, uh, at one point, Kurt is knocked out. Nash hits the jackknife on Booker, and Sting drops Nash with a scorpion death drop, and then Karen Angle distracts the referee so that AJ Styles and Tomko can run in and lay out Sting.
4: Because we need more of them.
3: Of course. Charmel storms out to confront Karen. Oh, well, thank God Charmel's here. I, I started to get worried. <laughs> the original <laughs> Brandy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, she storms out to confront Karen. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Uh, and, and they get into a cat fight. Nash goes for the jackknife on Sting. I'm already
4: eating the popcorn at this point.
3: Uh, Kurt blasts Nash in the head with the world title because, you know, if Nash got the pin, he'd be the champ. Uh, and then he well, hits... Oh,
4: he's one, you know, he ain't got hurt in Bound for Glory 05.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Now in the archives. Exactly. Uh, Kurt blasts. Uh, Nash for the world title, like I said, hits the angle slam on Sting and then pins Sting for the win. What a damn mess and a typical TNA main event. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. Let's say you. I gave it two. Why? Just when you've got the debut (sighs) of Booker T, which is already, you know, uh, a big thing going into it. And then you've got, yeah, it's Kevin Nash, so he's not going to do much. You got Kurt Angle and Sting and Booker T, but you need more run-ins and manager interference and, like, every time. Just have a match, man.
4: Something's never changed, huh?
3: <laughs> every damn pay-per-view ending. Like, and it was Kurt Angle matches. It's not like it was just some dude who couldn't oh, wrestle. Oh, you
4: know, he needs help. He's that good.
3: Oh, yeah, he's only the best in the world at this time. You know what? Uh, God, you know, we can't just let him wrestle, get a frickin finish to the damn match. And like, if there's one thing where he screws the guy at the end. All right. But it's constant bull crap.
4: That makes him look like an idiot, too. He's a cheat all the time. Like, how are you the best? Like,
3: yeah, like he's so incapable of just effing winning a match. But while AJ Styles and Tomko celebrate in the ring with Kurt and Karen Angle, a hurt-looking Christian Cage comes onto the stage to look on. This is where the show ends. So it's setting up... Mercifully. <laughs> it's setting up that they're leaving the Christian Coalition and going to uh, Team Angle. And then they, they behave like kids who are going between divorced parents. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't even think about that but. aj should have been like do we get two christmases <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh
3: my god it's a so dumb
4: Two christmases two birthdays man we're gonna have two taco tuesdays man Great. exactly
3: <laughs> we're gonna take our last break when we come back we're gonna get into the final ratings right after this
1: Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York Sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, bellyupncr, and facebook.com forward slash bellyupsportsncr. We're a part of the Bellyup Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports.
0: Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tret Basics. See additional terms at onepeloton.com. The Main
3: Event Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. <laughs> And we're
4: back. And we're back. <laughs> don't always sound leave so me excited. on a sour Always leave me on a sour note.
3: Really. Oh, come on now. You you got to like you got to be like no, and we're back. We're back. There. <laughs> yeah, so shut the hell up and got, move on. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to you got to get into it, man. Anyway,
4: I, don't, uh, I I hate the fact that the last match of any pay-per-view ever is bad. It shouldn't <laughs> be like ugh.
3: Leaves you with a turd taste in your mouth. You know, like, like, have you ever eaten something where it looks like at first you're like, oh, that's not bad at all. And then at the end, you're like, man, it leaves a bad aftertaste. that I just can't, like, you brush your teeth like five times and like, ah, oh, man.
4: Yeah. Uh, green beans. <laughs> Had those the other night. Wow.
3: <laughs> well, final ratings here. Internet Movie Database gave this 7.7 7 out of 10. CageMatch.net oh. gave it 7.02 out of 10. Wow. Oh. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10 for C. But too much? I
4: gave it a D- minus, which of course means it it passed.
3: passed. (laughs) (laughs) This guy Uh,
5: graduates!
3: I mean, I will say, I didn't hate the whole thing. Okay, so it's sandwiched with crap because the first match blew ass. The last match wasn't... The match itself was Okay, but it's just like it was crap on top of it. I like the tag I just, match. Uh,
4: I could, uh, the ladder match was the shining light for me,
3: but the uh, cheese moment, Dut, I thought was good. Uh, the, the first tag match with mach- machine guns and team 3D, I thought was good. Rude and, and Joe was good, and yeah, the ladder match was awesome. So, uh, and the surprise was, I mean, I thought the surprise was cool, oh, I
4: just God. thought overall it did not flow well.
3: Yeah, it was Genesis. It was fine.
4: Was the start in November? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because you always know that the genesis of something is always on the eleventh month of the year. <laughs> Dumb. Just like you pointed out, Final Resolution used to wasn't it like in in spring or something?
4: No, it was in it was in January. Oh God! I mean, it just it just makes made sense. no sense. Where you can just have it in December. And then Genesis in in January. How hard is that?
3: Bro, I can't math, bro. Bro, when I had had to count, bro, I cried, bro.
4: Because my head hurt, bro.
3: (laughs) God. Well, anyway. That does it for uh for Genesis. We're we're down to one left. We're down to one left before before we finish out the uh, the 2007 TNA calendar, man. You excited?
4: Um, I don't remember this pay per view. I gotta watch it, so I don't know if I'm excited, honestly.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got one coming up. Uh, it's it's uh, it's actually the first week of December. We'll hit it. It's gonna be TNA Turning Point 2007. It's the final one. So that uh, that
4: one is. Yeah, that's the controversial one, which we'll get into. I'm sure you'll have notes on it. You should. It's big news.
3: Uh, I haven't watched it yet, so yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to I'm check pretty it sure out.
4: That's, I'm pretty sure it's the one I'm thinking of. Mm. What was it the year before? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
3: Okay. You'll have to, you'll have to point it out afterwards if I don't uh, know, it, pick
4: up on it. It'll be blatantly it. obvious when you get the notes, but well, I, again, to see if this <laughs> is the one I'm thinking of.
3: Okay. Well, either way, uh, that is the second week of uh november wrapped up here. Next week we're actually coming at you with something that is not going to end on a crap note. It is one of my favorite shows, I well, one of my favorite years in WWE history. We're bringing you Survivor Series 2002 for its 20-year anniversary. I and
4: not- much like a shameless match, it's a banger.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it is a great one. Very excited to talk about it. Uh, I watched it and just I, I watched it on my big screen TV and I, I got goosebumps all over again. I was like, "Hell yes!" This it it holds up. So also, a
4: sneak peek of one of my notes, real quick. It's actually the very first WWE Survivor Series.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, that uh, that is very true. That is correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got one more in. But anyway, <laughs> that is coming up next week. It's our one and only Survivor Series for the month. Unfortunately, uh, I had other ones I wanted to talk about, though. We'll make it up for you next year with more Survivor Series. But either way, thank you for joining me here today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you all next week with Survivor Series 2002 and the very first ever Elimination Chamber.